It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken loves talking about breaking mobility news, while Sasha loves sharing the latest in new technology. So ready or not, the opinionated duo with a futuristic twist, here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You best believe whatever device you have, be it mobile, radio, computer, whatever, it's tuned to America's premier mobility news and information talk show, Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little coming at you again this week, loaded up and laser focused on the latest industry truth and consumer facts that you need to know because we're all about the truth in we, here. It, right, right. Real talk. Yeah, that's right. Truth in. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you for riding with us. And not calling shotgun because uh, that seat right there. That's mine. That's Sasha's Shotgun. Seat. Yeah. There forever you go. shotgun. There you go. Uh-huh. This hour, we discuss Smart Glass, General Motors' leading electric vehicle brand, and some news from the big rig desk. So semis. Yes. Awesome. All of that and our usual shenanigans for the hour. But first, connecting with the show is easy and painless. Call or text the Roadworthy Driveline, 872 872- Two 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 nine seven nine three. Email is easy too. Ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, we would love to hear from you. And I actually love uh, had a really couple um, interesting conversations with some of our listeners from oh, I think one of the Dakotas. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of nice. They actually listened to our podcast, so ah, they okay. called in and was talking about last yes or last week. Ah. Okay, so, then. Yeah. Well, speaking of hearing from somebody, <laughs> please say hi to my seldom caffeinated, always opinionated, bright and bassy co-host, the vivacious Sasha J, Electric Power Little. Really? Yeah. Electric Power? Yes. Like I just gained like another like middle name? Yes. Okay. All right. So I have the hyphen can, last name then. Yes. Now. Yes. Can electric you, Power. Can you roll with it? Howdy, everyone. But Howdy. can you roll with it? I mean, I could basically roll with just about everything. Uh, there you go. As long as it's not, you know, gasoline power. Are you having some issues there? I with am, your... but I'll get it straight. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. A little malfunction in the junction here in the studio. Uh, not a clothing malfunction, by the way. Just some paperwork. Uh, we're, you're, you're we're good. Ma- your voice is sounding kind of rough there. Yeah, I think Did I'm Did you do to... some cheering? Uh, no. No? Not some cheering, but I think I'm coming down with... Uh, I recently came back from a road trip. Ah. I want a merit badge for that. <laughs> Where did you go? I want an interstate highway merit badge. I don't think they necessarily get those out. Uh, they need to in this case. Okay. 2,800 miles, oh, one week. No. Now, yes. No. Uh, across some of the nation's finest interstates. And I'm going to start with this. Uh-huh. If you think <laughs> that you have arrived on the interstate, that you think you got it down, mm-hmm. I challenge you. Dear Stop listener, it. Stop it. Interstate 40, uh-huh. Knoxville, Tennessee, Asheville, North Carolina. I guess you I travel asked for this. that, you come back, talk to me. I asked for this. Uh, yes, you did. Okay. You did. Uh-huh. Uh, we went on a trip. We were going to South Carolina. Yes. My baby girl uh, was graduating basic training, uh, Army Basic. I uh, was so extremely proud of her. Right. And it was just an, it was an amazing trip. Okay. Then we drove her to her advanced training some 330 miles away in Fort Lee, Virginia. For the other part of my merit badge, may I recommend <laughs> Interstate 64 from Charlottesville, uh, Virginia to Beckley, West Virginia. You cover that ground, you deserve a merit badge. 
Uh, the count, by the way, for those of you who count critters, uh, two elk, <laughs> three deer in okay. the mountains. Thank okay. you. Right, right. One owl. One owl. One owl. I'm claiming the owl. You're you're claiming the owl. I'm as claiming one of the, the owl. One of the animals. Yeah, I'm claiming the owl. Okay. Anything with that kind of wingspan at night, it's an owl. <laughs> it was. Did it try to? And what were you driving? Uh, driving my wife's vehicle. Uh, okay, and that was a little Nissan Rogue, yeah. A Rogue Sport. Rogue Sport. Yeah. Which owl. Makes... <laughs> Big owl. Well, I'm just wondering when you're talking about rings. Uh, wingspan was it big enough that it would actually latch onto the top of the car and just kind of fly away? Did I mention an owl? <laughs> big owl, nighttime. <laughs> Although the elk scared my wife. Was it male or female? I don't know. There was two of them. Okay, so like, and they were grazing, right, and coming towards the road at the same time as we were in the mountains. But, I was a bit busy. I only saw a glimpse of them. Uh huh. Because I was rather involved. Uh. Interstate 40. With the driving. Yeah. And how fast Th were you three going? Three tunnels. Three tunnels. And oh, by the way, in the uh -huh. middle of all of that narrowness in the mountains. Right, right. Which was the Great Smoky Mountains, by the way. Right. Curvy road. Interstate, though. Uh-huh. Uh, some person had the audacity. Nice. To try to move half of a manufactured home, taking <laughs> both lanes in an otherwise very tight situation. Yeah. I want a merit badge. I mean, we'll put in for it. I'll talk to the suits. We'll see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I deserve a merit badge for that kind of driving. I mean, I want to say that you kind of asked for it. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I no, want to no. say. No, no. That was the lowest point in the mountains I could get across. No, I want to say that you asked for it. No. Like, I'm really just no, going to roll with no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, three, did I mention three tunnels? You did mention three tunnels. Nasty grades. Are, are we just going to talk Corners. about your road trip? Like, I mean, it's roadworthy drive. Are we going to talk uh, it, about yeah, road drive? Yeah. Road, road trip drive? Yeah. Oh, it was a road trip. Okay. Although, I'm, I, in the same sentence. I'm going to come over here and. I want to nominate a couple of roads. Nibble on my cookies. Yeah, I want to. You have cookies? <laughs> I don't have cookies. Well, that's because you keep talking. Uh, anyway. This is what happens when I get to just sit back and listen to you talk. You eat cookies. I eat cookies. I didn't realize the suits was bringing food in here now. Well, I mean, it's for me. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. It's for the less Anyway. Active. I would like to nominate for one of the best roads I ever drove, <laughs> uh, Kentucky Interstate 64, Ashland, Kentucky to Louisville, Kentucky. You know, I'm going to challenge some of our uh, semi-truck drivers who listen to us to call in on that. I'm telling you. I, I want to talk to y'all. The brothers understand. Coming up out of Beckley is a, coming up out of Beckley is a religious experience. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ain't getting above 40 miles an hour and your foot going to be in it. And that's the car. The truck's. Forget about it. No. Forget about it. Flashers, slow speeds. It wasn't pretty. Your, your accent is going all over the place, sir. Isn't you're, it though? You're, you're going from New Englander to like mafia to. I was up and down. <laughs> I don't even know how many states I was in. I mean, going there, it was freezing rain the whole way. That, again, you asked for that. Freezing rain. Like you asked for I that, didn't though. get out of the freezing rain until south of Cincinnati. Ah, oh, I have freezing so many rain. songs going through my head as yeah. you name off these Meanwhile. Places. Coming back, of course, uh -huh. somebody had to use the S word. Well, yes, because yeah. it was Snowmageddon. <laughs> what did I tell you about using those kind of words on this program? Oh, yeah. Anyway. So you asked for it again. Did. Yeah. A anyway. Yeah. Still um, waiting. Did some plotting. Uh-huh. Because coming out of Richmond, Virginia, which is where we came out of, Fort Lee's just south of Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I'm singing Travis, Travis Tritt yeah. in the back of my mind. Modern I day got Bonnie, Bonnie Clyde. Clyde. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I've been to Richmond. Right. Okay. And it is a long way. Okay. Now coming up 
95. Now, while you're applauding, mm-hmm. because this is a technology talk show yes. as well. Yes, it is. Let me ask. Oh, yes, it is. Stop it. Uh-huh. Were you using a paper map or a digital actually, map? Actually, actually, uh-huh. I was not using a paper map. Oh, good for you. Although I did get an Indiana State <laughs> map while I was in Indiana. I love my maps. I love. Don't judge me. I'm trying. Do not, not judge to. me. You had a car with free navigation. Ew. Yeah. And navigation doesn't show you everything. It, it shows you where you're at and where you're trying to go. Right. But if you're looking at alternatives, it doesn't show you weather. It, it can. It does. Not this one. I did use technology, however. We use cell phones because we was tracking weather. Do they technically count as cell phones if they're iPhones? Uh, actually, one was an iPhone, one was not. Okay, well, then we can roll with that. There you go. I'm a little biased. Uh, yeah, I know. You have a no f- love for the fruit at all. <laughs> Any case, the goal was looking at different cities along the way, trying to figure out how to stay south of the storm. And in the perfect world, mm-hmm. would have kind of crossed the storm when it was still rain. And by the time we got to the ugly stuff, they've had a chance to treat it. Well... Kind of almost made it that way. Okay, now, the important question that I think that everybody out there wants to know uh-huh. is that you went from Iowa yeah. down to South Carolina. Yeah. Did you stop? Up to Virginia. Up and to Virginia. And then back and, across. Okay, so the important question that I think, again, everyone out there wants to know. Waffle House. Did you stop it? I did. Did you stop for some barbecue? No. What? How did you How did you not Time. go? It was the middle of the night. And how did you not? I'm sure there were some barbecue places open, uh, though. Let, let me help you. <laughs> not all barbecue <laughs> is worth eating. Now, we tried okay. to stop at a barbecue place in, right. uh, in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. And? All I'm going to tell you yes. is it didn't go well. And we'll, uh, leave it, we'll leave it at that. I just, I can't believe it. Tr- trust me. It, no. No. I just, and for other reasons. But we'll talk about that some other time. Will we? Yes. Because we've wasted this segment now. Oh, <laughs> Everybody wants to hear about my road trip. Road worthy drive. I drove interstates on the road. Worthy road. That's uh, a, it's a thing with us. Is it? It is. Okay. It really right. is. Oh my. More about the trip later. Next up, boom, bust, or hassle. It's been called smart glass. And we take a look at how it's going to impact your life and your vehicle. Is it the future, and is it something you want to deal with? Right. Maybe. No. Maybe not. No. Sasha and I will discuss, so mm-hmm. stay tuned. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. sports car incredible performance classic styling but most beautiful of all today a two-year-old Datsun 280z is worth even more than its original price a proven fuel injected investment this is roadworthy drive thanks for listening ken chester and sasha j little at the helm and stirring the program through the shoals of information we have for you this hour. The topic, 
is called Smart Glass. Smart Glass. And it's technology. Actually, it's a couple of different technologies. Well, and let's go into real quick where this all came from. Okay. Because I was on Facebook, and there was a video coming out that showed a child drawing on the passenger side window pane, okay, from the mm -hmm. back seat. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about, is this something of the future? Now, that story... Um, in itself, I was able to track it down. It's actually a few years old, as in 2012 old. Mm -hmm. um, and it was obviously a futuristic um, implication of what could be, you know, how at the time people were all like, hey, let's get DVD players in the car for kids. Well, they're talking about something that would also keep the children entertained for the back seat. However, now we are actually, because I, it got me interested as to what's actually going on. And you actually dug deeper and you found... Several different things that are going on. I did. Um, actually, smart glass um, is both coming and already used. Right. There's a type of smart glass that you may realize that depending, if, particularly if you have a panoramic v uh, roof in your car, that you may actually have equipped. And it's the ability of that panoramic uh, roof uh, to dim. Uh, right. It's like uh, the glasses that people get where it will automatically. That's right. Uh dim when uh when it goes into sunlight yeah, and so your panoramic will have that same yeah it's right. called suspended particle device or spd mm -hmm. uh is the type of glass mercedes uses it in its smart roof or yeah. i think they call it magic roof magic roof is the thing right um that's one type of glass uh and that's interesting but what sasha was talking about and i want to get back to it was a gm ex a uh, adventure or concept where they went to um, a place called Future Lab at the Bezalel Academy of Art and Design in Israel. This was GM's research and development. Yep. Their task was to conceptualize new way to help rear seat passengers, particularly children, have a richer experience on the road. So being able to make <laughs> these have interactive displays and to be able to write on them mm -hmm. and interface with them. It's interesting because what it ended up doing in this case, the students came up with about four different apps that interacted with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, one, auto, an animated character projected over passing scenery that responds to real-time perf car performance, weather, and landscape. With, That's cute. Uh, with auto, passengers can learn about their environment in fun, playful ways. Okay, not too bad. Right. Honest to God, this next one didn't make it up. Okay. Foo-foo. <laughs> is, yep. is it a little cuddly dog? An app that allows passengers to create, explore, and discover through finger drawing on the window steam. Or the one that concerns me, Spindow, that's S-P-I-N-D-O-W, an app that provides its users with a peek in other users' windows around the globe in real time. So like Snapchat, except it's in your car. Or, yeah, ha hacking somebody else's car remotely. That cannot be a thing. I know, right? You know what? And... I'm just going to jump in here real quick because here's my thing. If and when, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when, mm -hmm. they develop this kind of technology mm -hmm. where it is literally a smart glass type situation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What are you willing to pay, sir? How much are you willing to pay to have a quiet ride when you take that autonomous car? Well, let's take that into the modern day. That was a few years old. This next piece is two years old. Uh-huh. And again, in Israel. So what's up with that? Mm. Uh, the startup is called Gazi. That is G-A-U-Z-Y. Right. Developed a whole new level of driving distraction 
this smart glass turns the windows of your car into video displays yep. that can play targeted, localized information. Now, Sasha and I have talked maybe a few years ago mm -hmm. about what would happen uh, in order to help pay for a mobility as a service. Right. Where it may be free to the user, but you may have to endure ads. Yep. I think they just figured out how to put the ads in the car. Well, and see, that's not a new concept. For those of you that actually like to watch um, futuristic you know, TV shows and such like that, um, I believe it was um, either Dimension 303 or 404, or there was one other one, Black Mirror. Well, oh, I was, can I can go back further than that. Well, no, they were talking about like when you stayed there, you actually had to pay mm -hmm. to shut the commercials off, mm -hmm. and you kind of have that now when you download free free apps. If you want to continue, I'll say to watch this ad for twenty seconds, mm -hmm. you know, and if you mm -hmm. try to divert away from that, it'll be like, well, then we're not going to give you this article. Mm -hmm. So when it's talking about this, I mean, that's one of the things that I am truly concerned about because. It's going to bombard you. I mean, the way I'm seeing this in the future, it's going to bombard you with a constant stream of targeted commercials. So the minute that you come in there, it's going to tether into your phone or whatever, and it's going to know, you know what your history is, and then it's going to bombard you. And unless you pay that money to either silence it or lower the volume, that ride that you're taking, <coughs> yes, is going to be paid for, but it's going to be paid for because you are hearing this ad or hearing these ads or for seeing your, the ad. At both, actually. But yeah. here's the thing. Right now, the way they're talking about launching this is when the vehicle is parked and outbound messages. Uh, let's turn this slightly. Let's say I own one of these cars. Will they pay me to run ads when my vehicle is parked? Well, is that necessarily, I mean, if it's your vehicle... What I'm envisioning is that these ads are internal, not external. Well, they're talking external at so, first, but what's to stop it? The GM yeah, thing was internal. Yeah. This is external, but here's the thing that bothers me. Yeah, so you're I don't I don't see something like that actually happening until we have well, autonomous vehicles because they, they according to this company in Israel, this this these screens would display information that could let passers-by know of nearby attractions giving you a lot of information but why would you want to put something out when we already have an issue with people not paying attention to the road and oh by the way here's a flashing but billboard. it could it could be for pedestrians if the car is parked not necessarily other drivers because the vehicle is parked it's not okay. moving all right but here's what bothers me the car knows where it's at so it can promote information that is related and relevant to the location. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Privacy and legal issues all over that. And the big question is, okay, let's say my vehicle is equipped that way. Let's say I opt out because either I don't like the money you're offering me or I don't want to be bothered in adding to the noise. Fine. So the question is, can I opt out of this other information as well? <laughs> Probably yeah. not. And that's my point. Yep. That's my point. I'm concerned. Now... They're talking already. One of the first car brands that might get this is the little smart car. Now, Sasha had mentioned some information off air where this particular rollout may not happen. But even if it doesn't, it's only a matter of time until it does. GM's been talking about monetizing. Ford's been talking about monetizing. Hyundai's been talking about monetizing. It's coming. The question is how much control as a consumer, either in digesting these information or being in a position to where you can get paid to provide it, do you want to be involved in? That's and true. I, and I guess we're going to have to find that out.
Now coming up, General Motors Division plans to take on Tesla by becoming its leading EV brand. We'll see what that's all about. Sit tight. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are listening to Roadworthy Drive. Glad to have you. Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little in studio for the hour. For those of you who want or need more than your fair share of the road, check out our website. That's roadworthydrive.com. Find pictures, audio clips of past shows, and so much more. The website is also a great place to discover where we are and what we're doing in the social media universe. That's right. And actually, we're fa- we're very active on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always nice to hear from you. Uh, and then we're I'm also um, getting a lot more messages from our fans either on Facebook or you can look us up on Instagram. Are they being nice? They are actually okay. hearing a lot of positive things. In fact, I actually got my idea for Tech with Sasha. Uh, for hour two mm-hmm. from one of our listeners. No kidding. Right? All right. So um, whoop, on, whoop. The, <laughs> on the website, there's also, um, we added a couple new pages on there. Um, we have Time with Sasha, which is going to have the Tech with Sasha page, and it's going to have the links from that I used for my program for those that want to dive in the weeds with me. Tick, and, tick. <laughs> and Time with Sasha. We're also going to have the Wheels of Non-Consent. Once I actually get them all uploaded and I want to get like a new picture type. And it warms up a little bit. It, right. We, we've learned something. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't take the cars when it's cold, cold, cold. I do not. Or snowy, snowy, snowy. No, yeah. I do not. No, I leave that I leave that to them. They can keep those. Yeah. So, yes, you'll want to check out the um, the website, roadworthydrive.com. Uh, for those of you that only care the first hour, second hour is always so going to be available on there. All right. There you go. Uh, be sure to check it out. That's roadworthydrive.com. As far as the nation's automakers go, we're kind of in a brave new world. Declining passenger car sales, booming SUV, crossover, pickup truck sales, uh, and heavy investments due for electric and autonomous vehicles. All of that could change in a dime. And that's a lot going on. Nowhere is this change felt more acutely than General Motors. Now, we talked a few weeks back about what GM was doing in restructuring. Yes, yeah. we did. Now, operating in this environment is like walking a tightrope with no safety net. Yep. A balancing act that tests the strongest nerves and the steadiest of will. And against this backdrop uh, of change, GM is trying yet again to recreate its flagship brand. Once, Did you know, Sasha, that uh, this flagship brand was once uh, had the tag name Standard of the World? No. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, that's interesting because a lot of what we would consider the pinnacle um, iconic brands, okay? Canvas. Uh, <laughs> to put it out there. Um, they're still in business, by the way. They are. Uh-huh. Um, but when you think about Cadillac, you're not necessarily thinking of hip, new, uh, you're thinking, you know, spoiled. You're thinking a, a higher income bracket. Luxury car. Yeah, a luxury car. But you're not necessarily thinking that it's something like I personally, I, I don't equate Cadillac with like people my age. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, as a millennial. At those sticker prices, I don't equate it with people my age. Right. I'm just saying. Right. So, I mean, <clears throat> this this article for me 
uh, the fact that they want to make Cadillac the leading electric vehicle brand. I, I just, it might be a good way to bring in young people, but I'm just not well, sure. Let's talk about a couple issues. This is GM's, in recent memory, second remaking. Yeah, because third dependence if you count it. Yeah. Around the turn uh, of the millennium. Yep. GM had remade itself. Yeah. GM at that time it said Cadillac will never sell a truck. Yeah, that didn't last too long. Oh. Uh, but they do. The Escalade family, the Escalade uh, ESV, yeah. which is the big one, yeah. the regular yeah. Escalade, and then they had an Escalade EXT for a while. Pick which up I mean, I, I mean, I see them all over the road, and from what I understand, they're pretty much bulletproof. Yeah. Um, and I get that. I'm just saying, why did the Escalade make it? Meanwhile, my Baja, everybody's making fun of it. Let, you know what? Like you and Subaru, make, you need to let it go. But everybody was let making fun it of my go. Baja, yeah, but let it go. <laughs> let it go. What's sad, GM has tried EVs before. Uh, their, their Cadillac um, version. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That only lasted about three years for it the most. Yeah, it, it was not, and it was not even It was anything. a pretty car, but it just never caught on. Yeah. It was an extended range like the Volt with the V, which are also <laughs> discontinuing. Yeah. And here's a weird, they're dis they launched and then discontinued a hybrid of their CT6 flagship sedan. Yes, now they did. Not, now, here's the curveball. Yeah. They're not going to sell that hybrid in the United States. But they're still going to sell it around the world. Yep. And the particular hybrid for that car is actually made in China. Yep. And I thought that was interesting. GM did introduce at Detroit this year actually a, uh, an EV SUV. Which one did they do? Uh, well, they a concept. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's yeah. going to be based on uh, that BE. BEV3 platform, yeah, I which read is where that. they're going to roll that out. Yep. They actually introduced it in Detroit, which is really special because Detroit has lost its luster in recent years as a uh, halo destination for major automakers to introduce, uh, do their world introduction of new vehicles. Yeah, I can't wait to see what uh, Chicago and New York is going to have this year. Mm -hmm. I think it's really going to be exciting, especially for the fact that Electric vehicles as a whole. They're a thing. They are not going anywhere. This no. is not something like the steam-powered vehicle where it's just not going to catch on, where people are like, I really just don't want to have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a situation where we are seeing this in mass production across the board. GM said two years ago yeah. that by 2021, it's going to introduce a new dedicated flexible electric vehicle architecture an advanced battery system to support the development get this just just gm 20 new models in the united states and china yep. it will it will serve in the united states as a base of nine different derivatives from a compact crossover to a large seven passenger luxury sports utility vehicle and a large commercial van did i say electric yeah and again once people actually understand the power that is available when you put an electric in there, I don't think, I mean, it's going to be a non-issue. I mean, why would you, even if you have to pay like $10,000 more or whatnot? We, well, I expect that price to come down because as they move to these new platforms, right. they're designing them to be profitable from job one. Yep. Instead of modifying an existing platform to yep. be a hybrid or an electric, yep. these are brand new electric specified platforms, which means the tooling costs, the engineering costs, 
uh, should go way, way down, which means these vehicles should be start to become competitive with your gasoline and diesel-powered vehicles for sale now. Yeah, and then once again, once you actually see what that electric SUV is able to do for you and save you money, yeah, it's, it's going to be a no-brainer. GM is planning to sell. One million electric vehicles a year oh. in the next eight eight years from now by 2026. Okay, that's then that, you know that that is a case of GM putting their money where their mouth is. But for them to out and out say we are developing a Cadillac, a platform in the Cadillac family to take on Tesla says probably more about Elon Musk than it does about Cadillac. Yeah, that's because uh, Elon made electric cars cool. And if you want that cachet that other manufacturers have had down through the years. Uh, Honda Accord has had it. Uh, others, uh, your luxury British marquees typically have it. Some of your German marquees. To get there is something that you can't do with money alone. So we'll see how far Cadillac gets. Last up, we keep on trucking with the latest news from the big rig desk. You're not going to want to miss it. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Ken and Sasha, and this is Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Now, before we get to the final topic of the hour, a programming note on this week's Tech with Sasha segment during the second hour, Lady Sasha will be talking about electrified construction vehicles and electric drones with with legs? With legs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It started out with someone sending me a link, and then, of course, I've got to tether it to mobility, so I just kind of threw okay, in Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Electric drones. Uh-huh. With legs. Uh-huh. Okay. Y'all going to have yes. to tune in to find out what that's all about. <laughs> just saying. If your favorite radio station doesn't carry hour number two of your favorite program, because we know this is your favorite. Absolutely. No worries. Because it's for me. That's right. You can check it out on our website, roadworthydrive.com. I. Why did I feel Hans and Franz? I, I, I don't know. Like, you totally, that, yeah. you totally yeah. did that. You totally did that. Y'all pump. pump. You yeah. abide. Yeah. Okay. Trucking. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Big rig style. <laughs> Lots of changes going on here due to some chronic shortages of drivers and some in spite of that fact. And I just wanted to share a few recent things that I thought you should know about that's going on. First of all, you might remember, regular listeners might remember, a few years back we talked about Freightliner introducing a semi-autonomous truck in Nevada. Yep. And in fact, the state of Nevada being one of the first that actually passed legislation regarding self-driving vehicles, and it even had a plate for it. Well, um, they beat Tesla to the punch. Now, this now full disclosure, this is not full autonomy. Yeah, no. It's not. No. But they've, they have announced Daimler Chrysler. I'm sorry, Daimler Chrysler. I ain't been Daimler Chrysler <laughs> forever. For Daimler. I still do it, too. Like, Arr, I can't. Daimler. Yeah. Um, which Freightliner is a truck unit of Daimler. Yes, it is. Um, announced its own big rig, outfitted with semi-autonomous technology. Here's the thing. This is production ready. Yeah, like right now. This is not the concept. The no. concept they introduced back, if you can believe it, 2015 in Las Vegas. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the story on that. Mm -hmm. This is the Freightliner Cascadia. 
and it's got the same uh, technology that was debuted in the prototype. Uh, and here's what you got. Um, just some. It would be considered basic in your average passenger car today, but this is like earth moving in a in a full size truck. Right. And they're talking about automatic lane centering, adaptive cruise control, and emergency braking. And those things alone could really change things for the trucking field. And the kicker is that's available now. And they're doing it with a limited set of sensors. So it's not an exhaustive suite of uh, technological advances. Right. But Daimler, Daimler's approach is we want it to be durable, rugged, dependable, and consistent. So we're going to add some rather than go whole hog and try to work the bugs out. Uh, they feel that the technology is not so much uh, Tesla Autopilot, but more like Nissan's ProPilot, if you're going to compare the two. Okay. Driver right. assistance. So, yeah. And, and that's pretty awesome. Now, here's the thing. A sensor in the steering column measures resistance applied to the steering wheel. Kind of that lane centering. Right. If the driver takes his hands off the wheel while using the lane centering feature, the instrument cluster will, after 15 seconds, surface a warning that tells them to place the hands back on the wheel. If the driver doesn't do it, the warning changes from yellow to red. After another 60 seconds, and I love this part, if the driver still hasn't put his hands back on the wheel, the truck will come to a stop at the side of the road. Which means that it's going to break and then slowly pull over and mm -hmm. what it would sense to be the... Mm -hmm. um, now, just a few things, though. Let's say that it's driving down one of the roads by where I live, right? Mm -hmm. That's an awful, awful soft shoulder. Mm -hmm. And while, yes, it would be the driver's fault, um, this truck decides to pull over, it hits that soft embankment, and down she goes. It depends, because it depends on how much shoulder you've got, number one. Well, I mean, Num again, Number two, not a whole if lot. the driver's not paying attention, yeah. what's, what worst thing could happen if for some reason there's a medical emergency and he or she is unable to, the truck knows that you didn't keep your hand on it, I'm pulling over. As opposed to maybe a driver there who has not got their hands on the wheel, there's an emergency and the truck keeps going and kills somebody. Well, okay. I'm saying this with a little bit of a biasness because I think everyone who's listened to the show for a while understands where I fall with autonomous vehicles. As I was going 75 <laughs> miles an hour down uh, one of the major highways that I take to get here, uh, this gentleman was driving his vehicle and literally half of his body was in the back seat as he was rummaging and looking for something in whiteout, well, not whiteout conditions, but wintry conditions, um, looking for something behind the passenger seat. So when you I tell mean, me... But by the, in fairness, technology is not going to cover every stupid thing a human does. Only when they take over. Oh, my. Machines <laughs> down, girl. Now... The one thing this does that's uh -huh. pretty cool, um, the driver can even choose where the system places them in the lane. <coughs> For example, a driver on a tight one-lane highway wants to avoid clipping oncoming traffic. They could tell the truck to hug the right lane line. See, that's cool. Yeah, and the beautiful part is the fellow test drove this, there was... Unlike some vehicles you and I have tested with the lane centering, right? There's no ping ponging. Yeah, that's. I mean, they tend to do that. Now, did they? They said this say truck the workload, didn't. The payload on this. It payload wouldn't be material. Okay, but it's electric vehicle. What I'm no, asking is, how, no, no, oh, I didn't this say is that. Not. No. Oh. This is a regular diesel. 
Okay. With but... with semi-autonomous features. Oh, okay. It's still a major step forward. It is. Now, another thing, uh, uh, this company called Too Simple, <coughs> excuse me, T-U-S-I-M-P-L-E, they bought a Navistar truck fitted with its own tech that can completely drive itself in limited, carefully mapped geographic areas without human intervention. Now, what do they mean by carefully mapped? Is that like... If you recall, we talked about in order for autonomous vehicles to run without human intervention, you literally have to map mile by mile. Right. It needs to know what it's dealing with. Right. In very, uh, very uh, intense, very detailed mm-hmm. ways. Uh, and that's what they're talking about. Oh, okay. When they say carefully mapped. They're only going. Their truck will only run in those areas that they have mapped. Now it says the startups have been making level four test runs, which is semi one below full autonomy, uh, for over a year in different areas across the United States, and it's also carrying cargo on some of those test runs for about twelve commercial partners. Yeah, aren't they the ones that did the uh, the beer run through the mountains? I don't think that was too simple. I think that was auto. Oh, okay. But this thing's happening. Yeah. Um, now, this level two benefit going back to the Daimler truck, uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna solve the autonomous drive. It's not gonna solve the driver shortage issue, but it's still gonna be pretty cool. On that note, um, you're gonna want to tune in for Tech with Sasha, and uh, that's it for this hour. Bye, folks. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.